right. Guy! <laughs> Poof! And all of a sudden, we're in Saigon. Whoa, 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 whoa. And our last interview, Kai was in Croatia. I was in Seattle. And I said, all right, see you in Hanoi in December. It's December, but we're actually in Saigon. Because you were on the remote year that was going to be in Hanoi this month. But you decided to come here instead. And you guys can read Kai's blog post about that, the whole remote year thing. We're going to talk about Chiang Mai versus Saigon. Because we met in Chiang Mai, if you saw the last interview, at the Dropship Lifestyle 2014 conference. And long story short, Kai got me into selling on Amazon. So I'm going to thank Kai until the day I die. Because if it wasn't for Kai jumping into Amazon, skipping the dropship phase, I would not be sitting here with this beautiful view of Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon. So... Thank you, Kai. Uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no worries, man. No you're you're, you're yeah, the yeah, man. Yeah. You're the man. Yeah, yeah. You showed us that Amazon was, uh, you could do it with less money than you thought. So, you're here in Saigon. It's been, how long have you been here? About two weeks. About, About two, two weeks. weeks. I've been here for three months, so I want to get Kai's, like, what surprised you the most about Saigon? Surprised you? Because we've all heard about Ho Chi Minh City. Anton's been here. Johnny, we've seen their podcasts. Uh, like for me so far, I've heard a lot about a lot about the girls here. Actually, like a lot of guys have been talking about. Yeah, it's a cool place to meet girls, and I didn't realize uh, how how easy it was it would actually be. To be fair, <laughs> um, yes, yeah. Um, I've been on a date almost every day since I've been here, so that surprised me a lot. Um, yeah, because I I think I told you I was um. Back in New Zealand, I was working two jobs in the same company, and I just made a conscious decision that I don't have time for a girlfriend, I'm just focusing on work. Mm -hmm. So now, for me, it's kind of like making up for lost time. Let's ah. just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that balance has been restored, eh? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, you heard it from Kai. Uh, I did hear this a lot of the same thing, that uh, it'll be really easy to meet girls here. Um, that's been true. Um, we met some good, uh, cool girlfriends here. Just really cool people in general, yeah. I think, in Saigon. Yeah, people um, have been amazingly warm and friendly, and yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been quite welcoming. Yeah, I felt, felt like I've really gotten to know the city so far. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been, it's been three months for me, and I could definitely stay here for longer, but, um, I'm having my brother visit now in... I kind of want to use that as an excuse to just keep the digital nomad vibe going and just keep it moving because I don't want to get too sucked in here because I, a lot of people have actually told me that face-to-face, -face, like, yeah, man, like, you just get sucked into this place. It's, it's got everything. I've been here for five years, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just kind of like, I'm a beginning traveler. I want to see a lot more. Uh, so what do you think is the main difference between Saigon and... <laughs> There's so many differences. Saigon and Chiang Mai? Are you kidding? It's two different universes. But uh, for for a digital nomad, what are the biggest differences, do you think? Uh, for me so far, it's just uh, nice to be back in a, in a big city again. Yeah. Uh, the, the, like, the key difference, I think, is just the amount of traffic in the, the motorbikes. 
it's like beep, 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 all day, every day. Um, but one really cool thing is, so I've got this nice apartment, and they do my laundry for me. And it's like, it's like magic. They do it three times a week. I come home, I just leave a dirty pile of laundry, and then, like, I come back, and it's, it's folded and ironed for me, and I'm like, it's really nice. It's, yeah, I've, yeah. become accustomed to that. I've just gotten really lazy, but yeah. it's a nice little bonus thing that I get for living at my place, which is just cool. Yeah. yeah. So we actually did a video. You can check that out. Uh, he pays 400 a month, and it's uh, just one block from Bouyvin. That's where we are now. This is called The View Rooftop Bar if you guys want to come here. And I also did a video of my place. I pay 280 a month. They do my laundry twice a week. You just throw it in the hamper, and they come in your room. And they actually clean our rooms every day. Mm -hmm. um, they clean our rooms every day, make your bed. So it's just one of the perks of being a digital nomad living in Asia. Um, so let's see, Chiang Mai. So Chiang Mai is it's a small city. You know, it's small, but it's still big. Saigon is population of like five to ten million, depending on which uh, stat you look at. Chiang Mai is around five hundred thousand to a million. Uh, I love Chiang Mai, you know, that's kind of always going to be my second home, but I'm a city guy, so I love this place too, like, it's, I, you just, it's got the energy, like, yeah. this is my first time living in a big city, yeah. like, I'm from Seattle, but I lived in the suburbs, so this is the first time in my life, these last three months, that I walk out of my house, and there's horns, beep, 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 Taxi cabs, motorbikes, people everywhere. I've never lived really in an inner city. So that's why Parker and I have loved these past three months so much because we've never had an inner city living experience. And I love the energy. It's so stimulating. There's shit going on all the time. There's always something to see. There's always something to laugh at. I love Southeast Asia because it's so funny. If you, Because I look at life through that funny lens so I'm always yeah. laughing at you know the dude carrying a bo hundred boxes of beer on his motorbike yeah. and all that type of funny shit so you feel like the more fast-paced lifestyle here with Chiang Mai it seems a lot more chill mellow mm -hmm. you know you got more like yoga types and backpacker you know, like people they have more for meditation mm -hmm. really you get that kind of vibe from from Chiang Mai yeah, but over here, it's just a whole different energy, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why you get with more people uh, scrunched together in a city, yeah. Uh, I think another difference is if you're more of a nature -y type of person, like you want mountains, you want to go hiking, you want to visit a waterfall, then probably Chiang Mai offers a bit more of that. Yeah, over here, it's just this big, big city that's just spread wide out. And if you want a bit of nature, you just have to go to a local park here and there. But you're not mm -hmm. going to get as much of that as mm -hmm. you would in Chiang Mai. Mm -hmm. yeah. Agreed. There are some nice parks here in Saigon. You know, they keep they try to keep the balance of, of the green. But at the end of the day, this is a concrete jungle here. Um, and I have plenty of videos for you guys to check out of Saigon. I tried to I tried to film as much as the city as I could during my three months here. So, let me ask you this question. If you were back home in New Zealand and 
there was a conference in Saigon. Let's say there was two dropship lifestyle conferences, mm -hmm. one in Saigon and one in Chiang Mai. Knowing what you know now, would you want to start your business in Saigon or start it in Chiang Mai for someone that's maybe thinking of coming out to Southeast Asia? I think for me, like, when you're starting out, you kind of do want to be with people around the same level as you. Um, because people way ahead of you, it seems a little too intimidating, in my opinion. So, Absolutely. we both started our journey in Chiang Mai, and I still believe that is the place you should start. Um, Agreed, guys. Agreed. Yeah. Chiang Mai is uh, it's still the digital nomad capital of the world for a reason. Um, so, uh, I, I agree. It's especially if it's your first type, first time in Asia, it's a little less overwhelming. Yeah. Because uh, there's going to be some culture shock when you get there. Um, but yeah, Chiang Mai is definitely a way more chill way to ease yourself into digital nomadism and ease yourself into Asia. And it, of, of course, it's it's still awesome. Yeah, like for there are just more digital nomads there, and. Like, from what I've found here, there are more people working on startups, and there are actually local people here working in the co-working spaces, whereas in, Thai, in Chiang Mai specifically, it is just more expat digital nomad types, so that's, yeah, if you immerse yourself within those people, you're going to get a better introduction into the digital nomad lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, someone thinking about quitting their job, starting an online business, you're full-time online, I'm full-time online, I'm just going to throw out a tough question, philosophical kind of, what's the secret to having a successful online business? I think if you are thinking about doing this, you just need to just scrap together enough money and then just commit yourself to coming out here and just immersing yourself. I think the scariest thing is just taking that first step. That's probably the hardest thing. Um, because you can get too comfortable just being back home. But And you might think that this is just like a, a dream, this is not real. You need to come out here and, and just do it. Uh, like when I first did this, I didn't tell my friends I was going to start a business online. I told them I was going to go to Thailand to train Muay Thai for like a whole year. And that's what people thought I was doing. Oh yeah, fuck. But in reality, uh, I knew I wanted to keep traveling indefinitely. And in order to do that long term, I needed a, a business to, to, to make that possible. So yeah, so I worked hard for a long time, saved up a bit of money and then put some aside to travel and start a business. So, yeah, it's totally possible. I'm, uh, me and Riley are both uh, proof that that is possible. So mm -hmm. that's why we want to share that with you today. And um, yeah, just hope we can inspire other people to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, our, our stories are kind of similar. Uh, I would guess 90% of people at the Dropship Lifestyle Conference were there because they just stumbled on a guy's blog, uh, johnnyfd.com. Um, so let me take it back to your story so people may be able to relate. 
we were both in uh, direct sales. You worked in a call center, and I was knocking doors. So when you were in your job, what inspired you to want to um, come out to Southeast Asia and pursue the digital nomad thing? How did you find out about it? Kind of what inspired you? What was the uh, process there? So bringing it back to to our friend Johnny, uh, originally I had a friend that took three months off to learn Muay Thai. And I, at the time, I was I just started, I was in my job for about a year, and I thought, that's something I want to do. But I can't because I'm, I don't get that much time off in New Zealand, obviously. So for me, the baby step into this was having five weeks off work that, mm. I, that I spent all this time collecting, Damn. all this leave. How'd you get that? And then... And then, and then took a trip to Thailand uh, to, to just pursue this dream of me training Muay Thai for a month in Phuket. So I did that, and Johnny, Johnny also did the same thing for one part. He was training Muay Thai, yeah. and then I was following him, and then he transitioned into this lifestyle of being a digital nomad. And he did it via dropshipping and that sort of clicked in my brain that this guy is making this possible I can probably do the same thing mm. I just need to find a way to because you don't the thing you don't even need that much money to make this possible like a thousand US dollars will get you by pretty comfortably especially in a place like Chiang Mai for a month yeah for a month yeah, so so even if you just save up a bit of money, you can just bootstrap the business and live off that. And so after that initial trip in Thailand, I said to myself, uh, I'm going to quit my job when I save up to a certain point. So I made it a goal. And I actually bought my ticket six months before I was supposed to leave yeah that's key guys click the fucking mouse and buy the ticket okay just a, a one-way ticket one buy a fucking one-way one-way ticket and I was gonna go no matter what and I actually didn't tell my parents don't or tell my parents. job don't tell your job until I gave them my four weeks notice mm. so that's how serious I was at the time and it was and it seemed like the scariest thing in the world at the time, but now I'll, ne I, I'll never look back on that. I look at that. That was a pivotal moment for me, and now that I look back at it, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. Thank God. Like, Thank God I did that. Thank so God. So awesome. I had the courage to do that, and yeah, and I, I never, never would have dreamed that I would be here today doing what I'm doing now. I know. So, Took yeah. the words out of my mouth, like... Our stories are so similar. I mean, for everyone out here, it takes a huge leap of faith. So just so people have a realistic expectation, how much money did you come here with? How much money did you save up? Because I know you had a good amount from your sales job. In New Zealand dollars? So I had over $100,000. So In American money? Over, well, American money, it's over $60,000. Over $60,000? Over sixty thousand dollars. Okay, 
Most people are not going to be able to say that much, okay? I personally moved to Chiang Mai with about $10,000, and that lasted me about six months. So realistically, how much... I think I have an, an idea in my head. Yeah. How much do you think, as far as monthly Chiang Mai uh, you income... You could do this do on need? 10, but I am just a very... Coming from an Asian culture where my parents are always banging on about like security and having a plan A and B, like that's what I'm comfortable with as a security blanket, but you could do it on far less. You can make this happen a lot more quickly yeah. than you think. Like I worked two jobs, I was living at home, so yeah, you can totally make this possible. I'm an extreme case. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of money. So if any of you guys are watching and you have like twenty, thirty, sixty thousand dollars, uh, hit us up because we both do Amazon, which is kind of a money makes money business. Um, so let's talk about Amazon a little bit. That's how we're both making money daily. Um, you came to Chiang Mai with a lot of money, mm-hmm. and understandably you went into Amazon because most people at the dropshipping conference didn't have twenty k. You know, in their bank accounts, um, so everyone kind of agreed collectively that drop shipping is a great way to get started because you don't have to buy the inventory up front. Someone clicks on your Shopify website, they buy it, you get the money retail, and then you take that money and you buy it wholesale from the warehouse. They ship it to the customer. Drop ship doesn't take a lot of money to start. Okay, you just need to build the website and get the traffic. But everyone kind of saw that down the line, when you have a bunch of capital. The best business model, as far as selling stuff online, is owning your own brand. Um, because when you own your own brand, it's something that you own. It's an asset that you're building that you can potentially sell in the future, a few years down the road. That's what we're doing right now. This is Selfie Stick. Branded, my own brand of Selfie Stick. I would have never thought uh, one year ago that I would have this. But this is a product that you, know, you buy in China, wholesale, and you sell it on Amazon retail. So, you had money, so that's why you went into Amazon. What did you invest in your first Amazon order, 20K? I started with a thousand, just to test the product at the time. And then, literally, I put it, within a week, less than a week, I had a sale already. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, yeah, so... So I just thought, if this works already and I'm not really, and it's going to sell out very quickly, there's less risk if I put in more money. So at the time it was very scary, um, just putting in 1,000 and then jumping all in and committing 20. So, and yeah, and I haven't looked back, it's been, yeah, it just exploded. It's, it's, it, it blew my mind at the time. And yeah, it's um, it's more than afforded me this lifestyle that I'm currently living. So yeah, yeah. So as far as starting a successful Amazon FBA private labeling business, how much do you think it takes to really to really get started, where you're in stock and not constantly running out? I think it takes twenty k. It dep- It depends on what you're buying. There are many variables involved, obviously. I know people that have started under 10K and they're doing very well. So, 
yeah, you can you can totally do it with that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can totally do it with that. I, I recommend that at least five K. Yeah. Um and the more that you wanna invest, the better. Because you could buy, you know, let's say you have five K, you could buy a ten dollar wholesale product and get uh, 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 get a thousand units. So a thou or sorry, you could get a five dollar wholesale product for a thousand units, spend five k, or you could get um, buy a ten dollar wholesale product and put ten k into it. But if it's a ten dollar wholesale product, then you're gonna make more money on the retail, right? So essentially, what you put into it, you're gonna get back double, around. In the first order, it's never double because you give away a bunch, and you guys can watch the Amazon, how to sell on Amazon, going through the details. I'm going to make that video soon. Um, But essentially, it's like, I'm a hip-hop head, so I listen to a lot of Young Jeezy. This business is like flipping bricks of cocaine. You put $5,000, let's say ten k into some wholesale inventory, into a hot selling product, something that's already selling on Amazon, you're gonna, Amazon's gonna pay you back about 20K. That's how it works, roughly. So, if you have 5,000 to start, you can do that. You're gonna make back 10K minus some. Um, if you have 10K, you're gonna make back 20K. Alright, so that's kinda how it works, but I would say you need to have 5,000 at least set on the side if you wanna get into Amazon. Not 5000 just in your bank account, like 5000 in a separate account that you're not going to touch for six months. Um, so let's say you have 15000 saved up. Um, 10000 is going to get you six, month, six months of living in Chiang Mai. Um, if you like to go out and party. I spend around $1,200 a month because we like to drink a lot of beer. If you don't drink a lot of beer and you don't go out a lot, then you can get by on less than $1,000 a month, okay? I, I pissed, you can live off, I lived on 600. Yeah, Evan did too, and a lot of our friends, Ben did. You can live on 600 if you don't, guy doesn't drink, um, beer was just as much as our monthly rent, (laughs) me and Parker's monthly rent, we spent about $300 a month on, on beer, guys. Um, so it definitely adds up if you go out a couple nights a week, which, which we do in America anyways, that's kind of typical, you know, go out a couple nights a week and drink. Um, so... Set aside $5,000 at least if you're going to get into um, importing from China, the whole Amazon thing. Um, money that you're not going to be using to live. And Chiang Mai, you can live on 600 How much have you been spending in Saigon per month? Uh, well, you've been here so only a few So my weeks. budget... It's been my... Yeah, so I'm trying to live on under 1500 here. Under 1500 here. Yeah. Well, you're spending 400 on your apartment per month here, and your Chiang Mai rent was how much? My Chiang Mai rent was 200. Yeah. 200. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, but yeah, but the thing is, I have my own kitchen, I have my own place. Um, I'm in a really central area, so yeah, and I've um, I've been at this business for enough of. To the point where I can reward myself. Like back then, I was just starting out, so it was okay to sacrifice a bit more. It made me work a bit harder. So now that it's been more established, I can sort of reap the rewards a little bit, and yeah, you know. Yeah. 
you know, it's towards the end of the year as well. You kind of got to kick yeah. back a little bit as well. Cash flow. So if you sell stuff online, December, like the numbers are five to ten times higher in sales per day. Because it's, it's shopping season, you know. Most people in America buy all their shit for the whole year right now. So our numbers are, are uh, high right now, which is good. Um, but, yeah, end of the day, if it's your first time in Asia, I really recommend Chiang Mai and then come here. Just follow us, guys. Just this use is, us as your blueprint and yeah. just copy it. You know, use that as an excuse. Because too many options can seem kind of overwhelming. So this is our plan. Chiang Mai for maybe a year to get your business um, cash flow positive. Um, how many year, months did it take to get your uh, Amazon business uh, up and running? It took me three. Three months only. Three months. That's so very, very quick. Yeah. Three months to be... And so how much? How many months did it take for you to sell out of that? Because you bought 2,000 units, right, for 20K? That ran out with in just over a month. Just over a month. Just wow. over so you, a month. Because that was in December, right? Yeah. So you sold out 2000 in, in just over a month, which is like probably 60, 50 per day. Yeah. Sales per day. Yeah. 50 units yeah. per day, about. So. Yeah, we're selling about 50 units per day right now. 50 to, yesterday was 70 of our of our product because it's December. It's, yeah. it's the week. Christmas is in like six days, guys, right now. So Merry Christmas. As yeah, you can yeah. see, Christmas decorations here. Um... But yeah, if you're getting into Amazon, expect, like, give yourself three months from concept, choosing your product, to be conservative, three months to having it in stock, I would say. Because, yeah. you know, getting your logo right on the product, you know, that can take a few weeks if they get it wrong the first time, they got ours wrong. It's still wrong. It's still a little bit wrong, but we said fuck it. Um, so there's always things that go wrong. To close it out, a few rapid fire Tim Ferriss type questions. So what do you think was the, what was the key to success? What made you successful? What was the one factor in starting your online business that made it actually work? Just belief, belief that it'll work. You know, you, oh. Oh, Sorry. It's all right, it's all right. It's all good. Yeah, just believing it's it's possible. Like being around people and just seeing that if they did it, I can do it as well. Just having that self belief. Yeah. So I'm gonna answer the same question myself. The reason that we're successful is because we moved to the digital nomad capital of the world. It's because we didn't try to do it from our apartments back home. It's because yeah. we were in the environment of, exactly, of yeah. people on the same mission. Yeah. That's the key to success, guys, and that's why we're here, and that's why we're doing this interview, uh, this podcast. A year ago, I would never think that I would still be here. Um, it was just a dream two years ago to be able to have my job online, guys. Um, but the key to success was clicking that mouse, booking the ticket, and getting out here. And we wouldn't have booked that ticket if it wasn't for a conference to have the excuse to come out here so if there's what I recommend people do is you look for any digital nomad e-commerce type conference in Asia and you put that date on your calendar you buy the ticket to attend and you use that as your deadline because it's gonna be hard to quit your job it's gonna be hard because people have apartment leases you know it's if your apartment lease gets up 
at the wrong time, it's going to be hard to move back home for a few months to wait until, you know, the conference date is. So book a conference because, number one, you meet people immediately who are on the same mission as you. Number two, it's an excuse to have a date on your calendar to come out. And uh, number three, you can learn from people who are only a few steps ahead of you. And so that's key, is to be in the environment because everyone's heard this quote, you are the average of the people that you hang out with, of the five uh, most common people you hang out with. And the people that I was hanging out with was Kai, was Johnny, uh, Anton, uh, Nick, Derek, all these people who are making money online and you when you're with them in the office. Oh yeah, sign up for Pun Space by the way. We worked in Pun Space together for about three months with Johnny, Derek, uh, all those guys. Um, Adrian, all the Chiang Mai crew. So that that's my closing remark is if you're gonna come out to Asia, it makes it a thousand times easier if you attend a conference right away. Because you're gonna meet your core group of friends, that's how I met Kai, that are all on the same mission. And a group of people that are all on the same mission together, especially in a foreign country where it's do or die or you're going back home, magical things happen. I can only describe it as that. And uh, everyone's life who we were with in Chiang Mai at that conference, everyone's life has changed dramatically. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's true what they say. Um, so yeah, I think that was the key, guys. The key was, was having a conference and, and just having the courage, of course, to just click the mouse and come. Secret is just to click the mouse and come, book your ticket to a conference anywhere in Asia, and then ideally after that, kind of get started in Chiang Mai. Uh, put your roots down in Chiang Mai. Uh, hit us both up on our blogs to uh, ask us questions. Um, who knows where I'll see you next? Who knows? Yeah. Like, that's a cool thing. You, you never know where you could be in a couple months. And that's... Yeah. And you have the you have the option of choosing, so yeah, so it's it's awesome. Yep. So stay tuned to me. Um, obviously, subscribe to my YouTube. I have tons of videos of uh, Saigon that you guys can check out. I just got my camera when I moved here, so that's why all my videos are here. I have a few in Chiang Mai you can check out. I'm gonna be going up to uh, the beaches up north in the Trang in uh, tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm going to be going to Hanoi for a little while. And then I'm going to be going to Philippines. So a lot more traveling coming your way. And uh, check out Kai's blog. He's going to talk about Remote Year, which is uh, a program that he is, uh, was on for four months where you work in a different city, different country every month. That's a whole other podcast. You can uh, watch our last interview when he was on it about that. Um, so, yeah, you can find me at uh, accordingtokai.com. So you can read about my journey and, yeah, and if you have any questions, you can just reach out to me there and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Hell so, yeah. Reach yeah. out to me, uh, just comment on the YouTube video uh, or my blog, livingthatlife.com. This is crazy, dude. Oh, my God. Where do you, how long do you see yourself staying in Saigon? Uh, I'll be here for another month and a half. Um, and then I'm thinking of getting out to Bali. Yeah. So back to the beaches for me. Back to so. the beaches. Hell yeah. yeah. This is nice. Like, it, this tends to be a common theme among digital nomads. City, beach, city, 
speech and kind of alternate. I think that's actually the perfect way to live life because it's all about yin and yang, that balance. You come for the energy, the uh, all the stimulation in the, in the city, and then you go out to the beach and just kind of relax. But hey, you can work from the beach. There's Wi-Fi everywhere. Wi-Fi anywhere. Wi-Fi warriors, digital nomads. It's crazy that we're even here. Saigon, is, it's been blue sky, but it's kind of... Uh, kind of hazy right now it's kind of overcast reminds me of seattle so hit us up that's all i can say it's a miracle i want you guys to be out here um so i'll see you guys very soon check out this view, check out this view. it's amazing so amazing so amazing all right guys peace love